Hilchis Geneva Pedic Zain Chesim Tess. In Pedic Zain, I'm going to discuss the prohibition of having faulty measures, faulty scales. Allah Alpha Shekhla, Haveri Bimishkal Chasidis, Minamishkal Shaskimo, Allah, Binaisa Medina. Somebody weighs with a weight that doesn't fit the standard of the, of the city that he's living at. Or with a measuring cup that uh, isn't up to par with the measuring cups of his locality. These are all different types of measures. Bamasura is even a 33rd of a log, as we'll see. It's a very small amount. Base. Even though, whilst measuring with faulty measures, he's thus being a ganif, doesn't pay careful. He only has to give him back the amount that he that he uh, kind of d- deducted from his scale. Because to be to be high for careful, we discussed before, you have to kind of remove it into your shus from his shus. You didn't do that. So all you have to do is just give him back the piece that you took off to begin with. For you don't get malchus. Anybody who has within his domain. A weight or a measuring vessel that is faulty. You shouldn't have within your kit, within your pocket, within your shoes. You need to make it into a a, a, a urinal. Is pro, is prohibited. Because even though the owner of this mishkal might not use it, somebody else might take this weight and use it for a for a uh, for scale. One isn't. Chayv Malkus fat keeping this weight within his domain. Shrein by Meiser, Tlav Shrein by Meiser. Now, how you have made this from Mishkal Shabnei who echas sumis bechisim yedua. If the sta- if the um, the weights of that locality had a say a royal stamp, and only the weights that had a stamp people would use for to to scale for scales. Zuhamido Mishkal hachasein abalei chayisam. This faulty weight doesn't have a stamp, so he's a mutla shahisam. The shatash mishia boys. You can keep it in your house because nobody's going to. By mistake, use it for weights because it doesn't have that, that stempel on it, that hatchet. Similarly, if you have a coin that was slightly chipped from the side, you shouldn't use it as a weight. Those days, the actual coin was a weight. It was worth its value in the silver, the material that it was made from. So if it's chipped from the side, you shouldn't use it for a weight. If can have been you shouldn't discard it between the metal scraps. Or use it, uh, make a hole in the middle, use it for like a, a pendant, for a necklace. Perhaps something might use it for a weight. Or grind it up. You have to completely destroy it. Because again, you have within your resource an item that could be used as a faulty measure. Hey, so what happens if the coin that you have was split and it's a perfect yachas, right? Yeah, start measuring which, which size is big. So, but it's exactly half a coin you can, then you can keep it. Because now it's a perfect half measure. If it's less than more than half, you have to discard until you have the coin that's perfectly a half a coin. If it was chipped off up to a sixth of its value, of its of its worth, you can use it to buy and sell with any amount, monetary value that is within a margin of error of a sixth, most people make uh, 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 this amount of, uh, of a small uh, error. What's the difference between losses and losses? Because what are you using this coin for? To buy and sell with? Oh, so if the coin is primarily. What is the difference? For, for the explanation, what's the difference between these two? Buzz means use it to buy and sell. The Mishka means using it on a scale. Using it as a weight. To buy and sell. Using the sign to buy. It's a coin. Oh, oh, you like to pay? Yeah. Okay. That's the part. So to use it to pay with is fine, but to use it
himself, we have this coin that is uh, is is being uh, worn out. Also, Limkar Isa forbidden to give it over to a uh, bandit or a thief because they are going to use it and trick people into business with it. You can make a hole in it because it's already worn out and there's a hole in the middle. Nobody's going to end up to you. Nobody's going to end up using it by mistake for business. Now, a person now is going to give us a list of the different measuring cups that we can make. You can have a measure of a saw, a chati saw, a revia saw, a quarter of a saw, a kav, a chati kav, a reva kav, a chati, a half a reva, a shmin reva, and an eighth of a reva. An eighth of a quarter, which is 860, 24, 32, 132 of a kav. Of a look. Because again, a saw has six kav. So if you're going to make a measuring cup of two kav, you, it's going to, which is this, which is a third of a saw, because you have six cup and a saw, that cup might be switched for a, a, a quarter of a saw. Okay, again, we have six cup and a saw. If you're going to make a measuring cup of two cup, which is a third of a saw, it might get mixed up with a measuring cup of a quarter of a saw, because a third and a quarter are quite similar, which is cup and metal. Fine. The same applies to measuring cups of... Most uh, of, of liquids. I say him, the Hatsihin, the Viasahin, the Log, the Hatsalog, the Vias, the Schminis, the Echem, the Schmin, the Schmin, you can make a sixty fourth of your log. It's a very small cave. But it also lasts Schlishes Hin, the Viasahin. I didn't say before when it comes to the dry measures, you should make a third and a quarter of your measure. Why, when it comes to liquid, you can make a third and a quarter measure of liquid? It's Avakish Mishaf and Zebazet. However, if you make this, we may smash it again because the Zagim are going in the Mishkan. So uh, it would be strange to say on the Mishkan, yeah, but in the house, no. So therefore, we keep them the, these measures of a third and a quarter when it comes to liquid. When it comes to liquids, whether you're doing business with the Yid or a guy, if you dealt with faulty measures, you have to give the Yid or the guy back the money. We're forbidden to act with trickery with Goyim uh, uh, when it comes to business. We have to keep precise. Regardless of whether the guy is subservient to the other one. But he is a regardless of who do business with. That's for him, the same applies when measuring land. If he tricked his friend in regards to the, the size of land that he was selling, every place is a sass of Bamish, but Bamido. A Bamido refers to the, the uh, area of land that you're selling. This is how we explain the Pasuk. Don't do tricky when it comes to measuring the land. And also we shouldn't act falsely in regards to weights, in regards to measuring cups. Even a very small measure of a Masurah, which the Ramah tells in the next page is a 33rd of a load. It's a tiny, tiny measure. <coughs> we have business partners who are very makbid. Um, and they're not meichel. Their chilek to the chavis chilek. Shechrifu chilek be chilek. And they did agree that they're going to swap certain chalakim that they have. Or they borrowed from you from each other, or they lent each other. If this is done in Yantif, they are over Yantif. And besides that, because they're medactic with each other, they have to make sure that the transactions that they do, even though it's the business partner, has to be done exactly with the correct measure and correct weight. Because they're not Michael to each other. It's forbidden to sell or to lend or to pay back something in Yantav. If they do this in Yantav, then it, has, it ties into the fact that they're not with each other. So therefore, right. it's not business. It's not business. 
they, they have, they're allowed to exchange items on Yom Tif, they're not Makhbed Zelzal. So Madaf Ma'ad Zeh, Chishabas and Yom Tif, he brings down, he discusses it in more detail. In regards to somebody who's Makhbed, this sort of Ignoah is, is, uh, applies every day. It explains that, I'll, I'll have to, we'll, we'll have to look inside and see Chishabas and explains it. In Dalaf, now Sakas Gavol, a massive Gavol, a person who crosses the boundary physically. He adds to his field, even the finger breadth of width of his friend's field into his domain. If he did so as a, with force, as a brute, he's a gazel. If he did so in the middle of the night, he's a gazel. If he stole land in Yisrael, the punishment of Midas of dealing falsely in business is worth, worse than the Isa Varais. Between you and God. But business between you and your fellow. Because the Pasuk is. You get the Lashon of the Pasuk. Um, so it ties it together. Anybody who accepts upon himself to act truthfully in business, he's a similar statement in regards to Rebus also. This page that I'm going to discuss, making sure that the, the scales have the correct um, weights and, and the, the size of the scales. It's a mitzvah to make sure that the weights that we have are perfect, to make sure that they are fashioned in the correct way. Regardless if it's, it's a weight for, 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 for dry goods or for, for liquid goods. Because even the smallest sliver of land, we, we assess as if it's full of a very uh, expensive uh, um, vegetable, not vegetable, it's a type of herb. So every piece of land is is uh, The four amis that are next to a ditch in the ground, which a person draws water from, we are we don't have to be specific that it's that the four amis around it are exactly four amis. Generally, people don't plan within those four amis, so we want the tactic that it's exactly four amis. and the four amis that are next to the edge of the, the riverbank, which is where the guys who would pull the ships they would uh, work over there, that small strip of land. We don't measure. We don't measure this land because it belongs to the Shusad Abim. What he's trying to say is that these farms are non-negotiable because the people who work with the people who work by the docks, they are the ones who need this land, and therefore, four Amis, nothing less, should be given. Nothing more, nothing less should be given to these people. Game of a made the Sakarka person who's measuring ground, the land. Shouldn't measure to one game and so on in the winter because the string is going to uh, expand and contract. If he measured with a reed or with the iron chain, aim a kachpum because they don't expand the string. Person should make weights not from leather, from tin, from other types of, types of metal materials. Because they get uh, easily get rusty and the weight uh, rubs off from them. Make from a rock, which is chuchis, or from glass, which is even shoyham, or from uh, from marble, which is bohem. Hey, ain't reason as a mechok. Mechok was a stick they would pass over the top of the keli 
when they would fill it up to keep the the uh, the pile that gathered on top of the cake for themselves. So that's called the machak. So to make it from a squash, the last one should make it because it doesn't clean off the top of the barrel correctly. Because it scrapes off everything from the top, and then the lekech gets nothing extra. The Rambam will tell us that the the Moich has to give a kind of a tip to the lekech. Make from these different types of wood, from olive wood, from from uh, chestnut, from uh, from from uh, almond trees. The stick that you're using to scrape the top of the barrel has to be precisely straight. You shouldn't take off the top of the barrel slowly because the Moich is going to lose more by that. Shouldn't do so with one uh, with one uh, stroke because. There's going to be nothing left for the lekeh. Right? The machak again, when, when, when you're selling in a barrel, dried goods, so there's something like a pile on top of the barrel, so you want to scrape off the top for yourself. So the Ram is telling us how to do it in a way that's inside the mechak gaze, inside the lekeh gaze. Because a person shouldn't uh, keep his weights in salt because it it, uh, it ruins him. The person shouldn't quickly pour. Seltzer into, into a cup when he's measuring it. very small cup. He's going to get, give up bubbles instead of actual liquid. The table is marked for the minutest amount. Very small amount, but nine centimeter cubed. Fine. And those who sell this, these are to tell us the, the size of the scales. That those who sell um, uh, shards of glass. He has to be, um, he, he ha- the string to which the scale suspended has to be three tefachim in height. The scales have to be three tefachim by the ground. And the reed of the scale and the strings that are suspended from them both should be twelve tefachim. Scales of um, those who sell wool and glass. So the previous halacha was the shosh, uh, scraps of metal. This halacha is about those who sell wood and glass. The string to which the scale is suspended from should be two tefachim. And from the scale to the ground should be two tefachim. The reed and the string suspended from either side should be nine tefachim. So if it's a scale of a homeowner or, or a uh, store owner. The string that he holds the scale should be a tefach in height. We gave him an artist's tefach, and the scale should be above the ground. One tefach, the length of the reed and the string suspended from either side is six If we have a string from which one side we have a scale, and the other side we have a weight that balances it out, so too, the handle of a scale of those who sell gold, a very uh, expensive purple wool, the length of that string that he's holding the scale from should be three tzbais but gave him an art shesha tzbais and above the ground should be three tzbais in height and the length of the reed and the strings from either side could be any length that he wants this, again the, the Raman gives us these halachas as the default i.e. if there's no minig hamedino of what these scales should be this is how they should be from where do we know that the guy who said, we say that he give us give a tip to the seller. But here the Ramah says the sell us to give a tip to the buyer. How do we know this? What's mean? Give the lekeach a bit a bit extra from what he's buying from. The camel, how much is that? So balach, if it's a liquid, echad lo give him one percent extra. But yavish echad aber mei is point twenty five percent. Keitzad, so mathematical example. If the mechad sells a lekeach ten litrim. 
of 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 liquid. Nice and like grumin. Grumin is the the shear that the moicher gives like half the tip. Echel basar of a liter, he gave him one tenth of a liter, liter which is again one percent of the whole measure that he's selling him. Vimachli asrim litrim yavish. If he's selling the lekeach. Twenty measures of yavish, so nice and like grumin. After he would give one twentieth of one of these litra, which is again 025 percent of the kamas that he is selling to the lekeach. We can calculate proportionately. In a place where people sell with an exact scale, but in a place where they already have their customs of hamshtatir, then we say that the scales have to tip a tafach. I.e., in these halachas that Amr was giving us the different measures of how high the scales have to be above the ground, that is for where people sell shavu b'shavu. So because you want to tip the lekeach, so when it reaches the ground, when the other side of the scale reaches the ground, that is how much the lekeach gets extra. But in a place where they don't behave in, in the way that the Ram gave us, then we say that the scale of the lekeach should go down a tefach more than what the actual weight is. For selling him 10 litrim, Sell me in 10 individual measures, and then I'll get the hechreya, I'll get the extra bit for each measure that I'm buying. Rather, we say buy the whole 10 measures in one go, and you get one hechreya for the entire measure. You shouldn't get an additional hechreya for each, for, each, for each individual measure, because then you'll get more hechreya than necessary. A place that has a custom to measure in small cups shouldn't measure with large cups. The place that has a custom to scrape the top entirely of the barrel, you shouldn't add in, uh, uh, give more to the lekech and demand money for it. Sort of the custom is to give a tip to the lekech. You shouldn't scrape off the top of the barrel and charge him slightly less. A person should behave in business the way as is done in his city. If the townspeople want to add to the measure and to the weights of the scales that they are using. So they see for Yasser Shtosu shouldn't add more than a sixth of the weights of the cur- in, in the current circulation. So if, say, a cab was five units and they wanted to add a sixth unit, Yasser Shisha, but to add more than a sixth unit to the cab, but Yasser shouldn't do so. The wholesaler has to clean out his very big barrels once in 30 days because the sediments in the bottom and he has to clean out his utensils. And wipe down his weights, his scales once a week, his weights once a week. But the scales he has to clean down. Every time he puts the weight on and off, it's like so they don't get rusty. It's like the you got to clean everything the moment uh, the next round comes by. The test, what happens if a person wants to weigh three quarters of a liter? Now, he only has one liter and half of it. He doesn't have all the weights. What, what should he do? It's kind of like a riddle. So, so you put one liter weight on one side of the scale. And then on the other side of the scale, you put a quarter of a liter on the rest of the meat. So now you have three quarters of a liter of meat. Why don't you put three quarters liter in, of weight in the other scale? So if you're going to put half and a quarter, i.e. three quarters, to weigh out the three pounds of meat, perhaps the additional piece that you put on to weigh is going to fall off and I, neither party will become aware and then there's, it's going to be a, a, a faulty deal. 
The courts have the responsibility, the fiduciary responsibility to make sure that uh, the weights and business is being, take, is being practiced as uh, did say the word correctly? Yeah. We force him to sell at market value. Peg to she. This peg that I'm going to discuss uh, kidnapping and the uh, din of a Baba Mechtes. That is the, from the Sersa Dibbis. doesn't say in the Sersa Dibbis not to steal. It says don't kidnap. Interesting, doesn't say it. Sersa Dvarim. Who has Haras Lagin of the Fashas? That's the Yazhara for kidnapping the Chinamachis of the one he sells them. Even Blaise says, even additional Blaise says, Shazah, Bechlau, the Yamachim and Keres Avit. That's included in the in that Isa, Pash of the Iker. And Safe of the Iker. The Ain Lakin al Shne Lavin Edel. We're not Chai Marks and these two Lavin, but Pishu Lav Shnikon as far as Mrs. Besn. Shnem Kimatz is Gain of Nefesh and Mrs. Bechan. Because it's a lab that's punished, that, that is, it causes a capital crime, you don't get Marks for it. You get the most stringent punishment. Base Ain Agan of Chai Mrs. Hanek, of Chigan of Israeli. The uh, kidnap is only chayev, the chanic punishment, the chanic death penalty, when he steals a yid, brings him into the ganus to shos, he uses him, and it's not to somebody else. You have, you have these four uh, details, elements. Oh. He used them, and then he sold them. Even if he used them for less than the shavah prutus, he used them as a shtekin to lean on him. Even if the guy who still was sleeping, it's considered as if he was used. If he sold him and used him and sold him. But the guy who was kidnapped is still in his own house. He didn't take him out into his own domain. If he stole him, took him into his own shores and used him, but didn't sell him yet. He saw the guy kidnapped before he used him. Or he taki used him, and then he sold him, but he sold him to a relative of the guy who he kidnapped. He sold this individual to his brother, to his father. You're stealing him from his family, from his brethren. You can't sell them and be chayv misachenek if you sell them to his family. If you stole him, used him, and sold him whilst the guy was, uh, I guess, chloroformed him, he's still asleep. Somebody stole a woman, and you sold the right to her offspring. That was the only, item, the, the only aspect of woman that you sold. I'm retaining the woman for myself, but the children are yours. That is a part because he didn't sell the entire goof of the, of, of the woman. One who steals his brother, his son, or his younger brother. Or the court appointed trustee sold the Yusem that he was supposed to protect. Or a woman that sold somebody who is dependent by his table for support. Or a teacher that sells the kidnapped student. Even if all the criteria are met, that he used them, that he sold them, Potter. I.e. that the Chiyov Chenek comes for an individual who this guy steals who isn't around his Rishos the entire time. But because the teacher and the parent 
have their children around them for most of the day, it's not considered nimtza biyade because they're always around that individual. Regardless if you stole a, a, an adult or a baby whose pregnancy was completed, whether it's a male, whether the, the captive was a woman or a man, regardless who you steal, who you kidnap. Right? He goes to gear. If you steal an Evakinani or an Evakinani who had two masters of, of which one freedom and one is still his argument, Potter, he would be Potter for stealing him because he's not considered Achav Mitzis. Literally, it goes through a tunnel. He digs a tunnel from one area to dig into a house to seal. He's not considered to be alive. There's no blood. He doesn't have chayis. Whether the homeowner, somebody else kills him to save the homeowner, the potter. Whether he's literally uh, um, digging through a tunnel, or he came through his chimney, or through his courtyard, or his front yard, because the norm is for Ganavim to steal at night. So the Torah gave an epic, the 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 uh, general. Uh, uh, the general uh, din, but it applies to all other uh, contexts as well. Why, did the, why was the Torah mafka, so to say, the dam of the Ganav? It's not coming to kill, it's coming to steal. The homeowner is going to stop him, he'll kill him to get the money. This Ganav is a raider, he should be killed. Regardless of his. Of his of his gender or of his age. Yeah. If the Balabais knows that this Ganav isn't going to kill him, he's only coming to steal money. Then the homeowner cannot kill this Ganav. If he does kill this Ganav, the the homeowner is he's, he's killed a human being. Which means in you know for certain. That the Ganav isn't going to kill you, you cannot kill the Ganav. Think of a father who's digging into his son's home. Because the father would never, would never kill his son. But if it's the reverse, he should be killed. Excuse me. He's on his way out. He didn't steal him. And they saw him leaving from the exit of the entrance of the tunnel. Outside the homeowner's house, however, being that he has averted his attention from the home and is not going towards the homeowner, yes, he's considered human being to the extent that if somebody kills him there on the spot, they would be chayv. If he's surrounded, even if he's inside the homeowner's house, because he's not going to kill anybody, he's surrounded. He needs to say if he came to Basin. That he's uh, within the Rishos of Basin, that he shouldn't be killed. Because again, he's not considered the Raid. Whether he's digging into somebody's home, or to somebody's barn, or to somebody's uh, courtyard. Why is a person infiltrating because he wants to steal something? So therefore, he's digging into these places. Any Ganav who has blood, i.e., 
we are forbidden to kill this Ganav. Okay. If a wall falls on this guy, falls on this individual on Shabbos, we have to remove this these stones because he might be underneath there. And the Meirian Shabbos says, so he did chuvah. So more for reason to take off the stones. If Shava came in the biyase, and if this Ganav who has done it broke Kedem whilst entering the, the, the home, Chaim has to pay for these items that he broke. But a Ganav, we have to kill him, because his Enosh is Misa, and therefore he's part of Menat